Welcome back to the Igniting Dreams Within podcast. We solve life and business problems that transform businesses and individuals into happier and fulfilled ones. On this episode, we are talking about how to thrive in the fourth industrial revolution. My friend, the fourth industrial revolution is here. And there is nothing you can do to stop it from happening. There is nothing you can do to resist change. It's been said that we've got three kinds of people when it comes to change. There are those who resist the change. There are those who watch things happen. And there are those who don't know what happened. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't want you, my friend, to look back on your life many years from now on and ask yourself, what happened? Back in the day, we used to have people who refused change. People who made a living, who made success. Oh, by going to the farms, taking out their... They are, they, are, they, are, they are horses taking out their donkeys if it's in my community of the black community. And they went on to plow in the fields. They took on their tools to the field. Oh, but when the revolution came and the introduction of tractors into the farmlands came, oh, more productivity came to the community and we were able to plow. Oh, more millies. We were able to plow whatever it is that we wanted to plow in large quantities. No longer did my grandmother, no longer did my grandfather need to go and spend all the day, all day, afternoon, and sometimes to even some parts of the evening in the fields, trying, trying, trying to earn a living, trying to raise millies. And I remember, I remember we used to have two two plowing fields and we used to leave home at around I think around five sometimes even half past four and we would go to the field and we would spend the entire day in the fields sitting under a tree having some breakfast there after that we'll spend three hours plowing in the fields looking for weeds and oh my god those were great times but when technology came and machinery came that made life better. I no longer went to the field and spent my entire day there. No, 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 no. We used to, we, we, we gather money around the fields that we are working in. And then we paid a man with a tractor some money to go and plow for us. And when it was time to reap, we would also pay him for him to do that, the same for us. And we would only go there to collect. Then we would take them home. And back in the day, it was there used to be a time when our parents, our grandparents, used to take stone and make milli meal out of it, crushing, crushing the millies. But nowadays, I just farm, and I gather the I gather the uh, the pieces or the tors. We call them the toro, mafela. When we are done with that, I would take them. To the local milling, to the local milling plant, and they would grind it for me, and ultimately I would have millies. That used to be what happened in the past, and then change came. The same is true today. 
There used to be a time where we would go to work and work on our own. There used to be a time where you would have someone who was a teller who'd go to a bank and work in the bank. There used to be a time when someone would be a chef, they would cook, and then there would be someone who would come to pick up the food and take it back to the people who were buying the food at the front desk. But that's all coming to an end. Change is coming, my friend. Change is coming. There's nothing you can do. No matter how much you try to resist change, change is coming. Oh, I'm reminded of what Kodak did. Oh, it's been said that one of the guys who invented the digital, the digital, the digital camera used to work for Kodak. And the executives at Kodak were so arrogant. They were so arrogant to such an extent that they celebrated the success they enjoyed yesterday that they forgot that today what got you to the top won't keep you at the top today. And he went there. And he presented and they said that, no, 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 no. We've been doing film for such a long time. Film will always win. Film will always be on top. And if I ask you today, I remember the Kodak that I used to have a small camera. And with a film that took 36 pictures. Oh, I still remember those days. And I used to be a cameraman at that time. And ultimately, when my father came back from a trip when he was in Malaysia, he came back with an Olympus camera and I changed my business from, from film business photography into digital photography. The same is true for today. The careers that we used to love, the careers that we used to know back in the days are coming to an end. Oh, my friends, they are coming to an end and it could be possible, it's possible that the career you knew, the career you invested your life, your money and all your resources into trying to build would be wiped out in a moment or in the blink of an eye because of the introduction of technology. Oh, my friend, the fourth industrial revolution is here. There are two things that I want you to consider. You can't resist change. And there's nothing you can do to stop it from happening. No matter how hard we try to delay the change, it's coming. No matter how hard we try to stop it and talk about it taking jobs, there's nothing you can do to stop the change from happening. Oh, back in the day, there were people who refused the automobile saying that my horses or my donkeys do a far greater job. I don't want the guy who's leading my donkeys or who's leading my horses to lose their job. I don't want them to, to stop having an income to feed their families. Oh, but the car, the automobile was faster. The automobile made life and living and production so efficient and effective that there was no way the horse would become the primary medium of, of medium of transportation for far too long. The same is true for you, my friend. Change is coming. And I want to share with you some tools or some things that you need to do to make sure that you thrive in this fourth industrial revolution. The first thing I want you to do, my friend, is your gift. Oh, it's been said, Mark Tawan says that there are two great days in a man's life. The day they are born, the day that they discover why they were born, and I would also submit to you that the third day oh, is the time we discover our gifts and monetize them.
If you are going to discover your gift, you must make a way to make sure that you make a living with your gift. There is no honor in saving a gift that does not serve you. Oh, there's no honor in helping other people and serving them your gift. And find that you can't feed yourself or your family. There's no honor in pursuing and using your gift for it to make you miserable. Oh, I've shared this a couple of times in this episode or in this podcast, so to say. That there is no honor in poverty. There is no honor in you saving a gift that does not serve you. Or you saving a gift that does not make a living for you. If you are not going to earn an income from your passions, sooner or later you have to give up your passions for misery so that you could earn a living. What great joy would it be for you, my friend? To pursue your passions and your passion to feed you and your family. What great honor would it be for you to pursue your passions and be able to earn a living out of your passion? Discover your gift, my friend. If you don't discover your gift, someone else will discover your gift. And they would hire you to serve them their gift. And they would pay you just enough to stop you from quitting. And you would work just hard enough to keep them from firing you. And if you're lucky, you would discover you would work for a company and for a boss who knows and who would appreciate the value of the gift that you would bring to the organization. Oh, discover your gift. It's only those who've discovered their gifts that would be able to thrive in the fourth industrial revolution. There's no honor, there's no honor in resisting change when you haven't even discovered your gift. Discover your gift, my friend. It's been said, King Solomon concluded that it's your gift that will make room for you. Even in this fourth industrial revolution, it is your gift that will make room for you and bring you before great men and women. It is your gift. Oh, man, I, I watched in adoration and I watched in admiration when Taylor Perry opened his studios. And I remember... One time when Bishop T.D. Jakes was sharing the story of how he and Tyler oh, struggled to earn a living when they were just writing out plays and they were just trying to make ends meet. And a few days ago, he was launching his grand studio that he would be producing. Wow, wow. Movies at big scales, man. To have a black guy, a black guy who grew up in poverty, to be able to produce such phenomenal movies in his studios like a Black Panther. Oh my God. Oh, that shows the power of a gift. Oh, discovering your gift. If you discover your gift, don't stop there by discovering your gift. Build systems around your gift. Oh, to watch talent discover and build systems around his gift that would enable him to serve his gift. Oh, my God. Oh, to watch Tyler create studios, to watch him create plays and bring out the, the child in himself to serve his gift. And not only to stop there, but to build systems around it to help him serve his gift. 
Oh, my friend. Oh, my friend. You can't stop. They don't only discover your gift. Discover. Find a way to systematize your gift. To systematize yourself in your gift. If you don't systematize your gift, you will not be able to end consistent in calm from your gift. Oh, Tala Perry, in his dear voice, would make us laugh. And, and he would do all those amazing things with his voice to make us enjoy our life, to teach us lessons about life, to teach us lessons about family relationships, and all those things. And yet at the very same time to have the business argument to turn the gift into consistent, into a consistent revenue generating system. Oh, that's so powerful. My friend, don't stop there. Don't stop by discovering, find a way to systematize. You have to find a way to build systems that will help you to serve your gift. Build systems that will help you. We don't pass to our children what we did. But we pass to our children the tools that enabled us to do what we did. Well, we don't pass to our children what we did. But we pass to them the intellectual property of what we did. We pass to our children the systems or the business that helped us serve our gift. Oh, there are countless examples of people, men and women, who did great things with their gifts. But we see their children stuck in poverty today because they never systematized their gifts. They never built systems that would allow them to serve their gifts even when they are gone. Oh, systematize your gift. And once you've systematized or built systems around your gift, Find an area, find an area in your area of gifting that you would dominate. The greatest book on the earth, the Bible, it talks about the fact that when the Creator created you and I, He said, let them have dominion, let them have an area in the earth that they would dominate, that they would rule, that they would master. And once you've discovered your gift, once you've built systems around your gift, you need to find a way or a place on the earth or a place in your area of gifting that you would dominate. An area in your gifting that you would dominate. And whilst you find that area, refine your gift, refine your gift, find that area and keep on refining. Oh, my mentor John Maxwell always says that. Go back to the God who made you and keep on asking him to remake you and to remake you over and over again. Oh, fine and area that you want to dominate. If it's in the music industry, find a genre in the music industry that you want to dominate. Focus, the power of focus. It's been said that the man who chases many rabbits catches none. Or the jack of all trades is the master of none. Find an area to focus in serving you. Find an area that you would dominate the marketplace in. Find that area. Find that area where you give your very best and keep on refining that area. Or keep on refining that gift you have in that area. 
And don't let anyone, don't let any distractions come to distract you from solely focusing on that area and master that area. Master that area. Don't be a jack of find that area and master in that area. Oh, the biggest mistake I also did when I was growing up or when I was trying to discover myself was that I never chose an area of focus. And you'll always realize that not having a focus or not choosing a specific area to dominate in the marketplace, you'll find that you are, you are everywhere. Or as my mentor says, study broad and deep. You'll find that because you are, not, you are too broad, there is no area that you go deep into. You are just on the surface. You are just on the surface. You're not going deep into the heart of the matter. And if you and I are to dominate and to thrive in this fourth industrial revolution, we need to find that area of focus and keep on finding you keep on improving and improving and improving that gift of yours. Find ways to better your skills. Find ways to partner with others who would help you discover, thrive, and dominate in that area. Focus, 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 focus. Oh, the difference, the difference between the sun and the laser and the laser beam is the focus. The laser is so focused that it could cut through whatever it wants to cut. But the sunlight gives us all radiation. If you don't find an area that you focus in, and if you don't refine that area, you don't sharpen your skill set in that area, you don't maximize your gift-taking in that area, you'll always be a slave to other people. Because if you don't focus, and if you don't have a specific area that you're dominating, and find a way, and find a way to refine yourself, keep on studying, keep on growing, Keep on improving your skills and skills upon skills to help you thrive and refine and refine. That area of your gift, oh, you'll always be lost and you'll always be the one who's catching up. Oh, one last thing, one last thing, one last thing. Oh, make sure that that gift that you've discovered, that gift you've built systems around saving, that gift you've chosen an area of focusing, that gift you are intentionally refining and refining and refining. You'd always find a way. I like what my mentor says in his book, Tulani Maruleke, says in his book. He says, don't only discover your gift, discover your gift. Develop your gift. Be celebrated for saving your gift. Make an income. Make a living from saving your gift. And go and create products ah, that would help you to save your gift. Create products that would generate consistent income for you. Oh, many of us. Especially those of us who grew up in religious homes, we tend to think that it's bad for us to make a living out of our gift. And I, I can tell of so many instances where I saw gifted men and women slavery, slavery. 
and being miserable only because they refuse to take a paycheck or they refuse to charge a fee for their services. And I used to be one of those guys who was so glad and happy to serve my gift and not make a living out of my gift. Until one day, still remember the day when I go to the doctor. And the doctor tells me that I've got tonsillitis. And that the infection had spread so bad that it was affecting even my neck. And, it, and sometimes it's, even, it's about to spread to even my nose. And he tells me that I need to, I would either need, he would, she would give me antibiotics. And if they don't work, I'd be forced to have an emergency tonsils removal surgery. And when she told me, or she referred me to the experts, the ENT experts, the ear, nose, and throat experts, and when they told me that this was how much it was going to cost, oh my God, I, 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 I couldn't even baffle the, the amount of money that they wanted. That's when it dawned on me that I've been serving people my gift gift of oration as a speaker, as a coach, and as a trainer. And I wasn't making a living out of it. And now here I am in hospital. I'm unable. I can't afford to pay for a surgery that could even save my life. If that infection is not stopped, it could end up, oh my God, destroying. Oh, oh, oh man. That was a hard reality check. And from that time on, I said, never again will I serve and take my gift so casually that I am not earning. I'm not earning an income from my gift. From that point on, what I said, if I'm to come back to hospital or to come back to a doctor, I don't want to be able, I don't want to not have the ability to pay for a medical procedure that I need urgently because I don't have money whilst I've been serving my gift for free. Oh, that for, me, that, was, that for me was a blow. It was a knockout punch and a reality check to say to me that, Mr. Mavlo, you've been wasting your gift. You've been wasting your gift and serving it for free. But now the gift that you were serving for free is not serving you. Oh, there were companies and lives that I touched and changed and transformed. And I used my gift, but I did it at the expense of my own future security. Had I charged the service when the doctor said it cost this so much, I would have signed a check or I would have given you my, my, bank, my bank card and said, swipe, I don't care how much it cost. Make me better. And I watched as the years progressed when I was battling with tonsillitis. Every time flu would come, or the court seasons would come, I would catch a flu, and a few days later, they would develop into tonsils because I had an infection. Oh, I remember those times when I couldn't even sleep because I was breathing so bad and it was painful. And I remember all the times I served my gift. That was my wake-up call to say, never again will you serve your gift for free, or never again will you sacrifice serving your gifts that would not serve you 
Oh, my friend, there is no honor. There is no honor in serving your gift that does not serve you back in return. There is no honor in giving of yourself. And finding that there is no way you could recover or you could regenerate or recuperate yourself from serving your gift. Oh, there is no honor in sacrificing your time. There is no honor in sacrificing your gift at the expense of your own life and at the expense of your future safety and security and peace of mind. What great tragedy, what great sadness would it be for you and I to serve our gifts? And our gift not to serve us back in return. Oh, my friend, don't make those mistakes that I make. Find a way to generate income from your gift. Serve your gift and let the people with an income serve you back. And thank you for serving your gift. My friend, this has been the Igniting Dreams with Him podcast. And we are talking about how to thrive in the fourth industrial revolution. And my friend, if you have not yet discovered your gift, or you are saying, Mr. Marvel, I want you to help me discover my gift in my book. There are no secrets to success. I help you discover your gift. And I take you through the journey that I took for me to discover my gift. I help you discover, you discover yourself your gift. So that the fourth industrial revolution will not make you irrelevant. And if you discover that your gift, your gift has high risk of being eradicated or destroyed by the fourth industrial revolution, find a way that you could complement or technology or this upcoming technology can complement you and the gift that you are serving. Find a way that you could cooperate or you, you could synchronize the service of your gift with technology. If you are an engineer or if you're a mechanic, find ways that you can use technology to help you become a better, more efficient and successful mechanic. If you are a doctor, find a way that you would use the technology to advance and enhance your medical practice. If you are a musician, whatever the case might be, whoever, find ways that you could efficiently and effectively build yourself, build your gift around the technology that's coming. If you are a pilot, you could even fly drones. Find a way that you could complement the technology and the calm technology would complement your magnetism that so that you bow or you're earning a living with effective efficient and more powerful assistance that you would have built around your gift. My friend, you can't resist the change. My friend, there's nothing you can do to stop the change from happening. All you can do is to change yourself, to change your mindset and change the approach that you've been using to save your gift. And when you change yourself, ah, Technology doesn't eliminate it. Technology enhances what you do. Technology will enhance the way you serve your gift, the way you help other people. Oh, and if you are saying, Mr. Ngulu, I, 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 I have your book enough, and I followed through what you are saying with the principle that you teach to help me discover your gift, but there are some areas where I'm still lacking behind. I wanted to coach me, Mr. Mangulo. 
If that's you, I am your purpose and your healing coach and I can help you. I can help you turn your purpose and gift into a revenue generating machine or system. I can help you build a system around you saving your gift, my friend. I am your coach and I will coach and I will help you and I will push you towards your greatness. Contact me on 071-639-7807 or in traditionally plus 2771-639-7807 just send me a message or an SMS or a WhatsApp text saying please coach me I want you to coach me send me an invoice for me to deposit money or to send you money Mr. Angulo, so that you would help me Discover your purpose. I want to help you become the best version of who you are and who God created to be, my friend. Thank you for tuning in. And I will see you next time when we go deeper.